hi, this is me, Madeline. Um, we recorded this episode maybe like a week or two ago, and uh, we clearly had been drinking quite a bit, and I just listened to it back, and there's something wrong with the sound, and I don't know what it is, and I'm hoping my equipment isn't failing, but I need you to know that towards the end, I did the Who scream that opens the CSI Miami theme song over and over again, and we were all laughing very hard, but every time it happens, the mic cuts out, and all you hear is like a digital static noise. Please enjoy this episode. All right. I hit the button. I feel like our levels are good. You press the button? Yeah, I hit the record. This is the Oppenheimer episode? Uh, Yeah, we're about to discuss Christopher Nolan's Open Homer. I think you're pronouncing it wrong. No, I'm right. I know know how to pronounce things. We proved it last episode, and I proved it again this episode when I said Open Homer. I don't remember last episode. What'd you you mispronounce? Anthony... (laughs) Oh, right. Now I remember. Antoine. Antoine Fuqua. Antoine Fuqua. Antoine Anthony Fuqua. Fuqua. Look, I've had a hard life. You have. Strife. Brutality from br- end to br- end. Yeah. Ex- yeah. And, and it's and resulted. The end is nigh. It's this. This is what we got out of it. No. Well, this is good. Our 500th episode. I know. We really have been on an absolute roll. Absolute tear. I, I have had a difficult time maintaining my full-time job and the podcast schedule. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you insisted that we were developing a bigger and bigger audience all the time. Yes. I've had a hard time maintaining my education, my sanity, uh, my sleep. I've I don't noticed, sleep. All I do is record and edit these episodes. I've noticed that your education has really gotten out the tubes. Yeah. I can't stop getting... Can you remember the last thing you learned? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I that? learned that my phone doesn't have a headphone jack anymore. Oh, wow. And yeah. when I tried to plug my phone into the mixer through the uh, the force. quarter inch... No, it's an eighth inch cable that I have that's like, uh, like eighth inch to... To XLR. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it turns out we can't plug my phone in. I didn't know my phone didn't have a headphone jack until just now. That's okay. Yeah. Nobody nobody at home cares. Oh. Do you care? Do I? Are you asking me? No. I'm asking the listener. <clears throat> do, you me, do you want me to voice the listener? Yeah. Yeah. You do the listener. Ask you do again. It. Ask, I'm the listener. Ask again. Do you care? No. Oh. Hurts. Well, I put so much of my life into this. And that's what I get? A whispered no oh, through Alfred? Ask me again. I didn't understand how much how much it meant to you. Do you care? Oh my goodness. I give up. Time to time to give give it up. Let's put another one in the books. Right on the books. Right right in a book. Right on the books. A, a novella. Your education is so poor. It's so poor. <laughs> it's because you've been doing this. Twice a week. Twice a week, every week. Every week, even the holidays. All 53 weeks a year. That that cuts strongly against public education. I told you my education has been suffering. Yeah. So how are you today? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had a trial this morning. Oh, can I ask about it or is that the kind of thing where- You can ask about it. Uh, tell me about your trial I this morning. I can't tell you oh, about there it. there we go. Got nothing. Got I d- I get did, nothing out of you. I tell you, I, I did lose. I'm, I'm sorry. Which is to the benefit of society mm-hmm. in the view of some. Yeah. So it's good that you lost. I wouldn't say that. It's bad that you lost. Yeah. Uh, but enriching to the globe. Uh, again, I, well, maybe. Maybe. Well, 
You want to ask how my trial went? How'd your trial go? Didn't have one. No trials. Why? Uh, why'd you frame it that way? What do you? What do you? What are you gaming at? Uh, Cook Serve Delicious Three. <laughs> That's what I game these days. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, Matt and I started playing Stardew Valley again too. Is that uh, on your Game Boy? Uh, no, that's on my computer. So Cook Serve Delicious is a game where you. Uh, so basically, like you are. Are you saying cooks are delicious? No, cook, serve, delicious three. I'm not sure that's better. Well, cook, serve, delicious three is the name of the game. So you are a chef in a food truck. And I actually think you've watched me live stream Cook, Serve, Delicious 2. Now I'm playing 3. So basically, you have customers and they order foods that you can prepare in different, mm. you know, uh, like with different toppings and stuff. And you have to know all the keys. What do you get it. out of this? Uh, it makes me incredibly stressed, but I don't think when I'm playing it. So it's okay. like someone wants a burger with mushrooms and onions and lettuce and tomato and cheese and bacon and i have to know all the keys for that so like it's on the keyboard so it's like c for cheese b for bacon e for eggs m for mushroom so you just type n for spinach sometimes the letters don't make sense and that's where the game gets you i think spinach n makes sense uh, yeah well I can, for a long time i've been using the letter r for thursdays mm -hmm. when i would abbreviate monday through Friday. Did anyone know what you were saying? Every time. Every time everyone knew or didn't know. Every time I wrote, all right, let's put the days on the board. Yeah. M T Tuesday. W R F. Everyone's like, the R is Thursday. Yeah, but it's T H for Thursday. That's not no no. That's already two letters. It's different. You've already you've ruined the system. No. Well I well, there's two, I'm afraid the answer is yes. two T's. What are you supposed to You put an R in? My goodness. Yeah, because the sound of Thursday is, what, what's the sound? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, that's an R. Yeah. Starts and ends with an R. Starts and ends with an R? Yeah, here we Thur go. Thursday? Try it one more time, and you'll you'll see, you'll see hear it this time. Rrrsder. 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 You're right. It's Rrrsder. Yeah. Yeah. That's my... Spinach. Well, what's the S? What's the S button do? Uh, nothing. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Sausage is you. I don't think they use the S. Oh, the, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah, me too. Because that's the sound of sausage. Is a U. Yeah, when you say sausage, the most, the most dominant sound is the U. Yeah, the sauce, sauce, you. Sausage. <laughs> do they get burgers with sausage? No, but there's uh, biscuit sandwiches. Okay. Yeah, and you get, get the biscuit is I and sausage is you. Okay, now it's starting. The biscuit is I? What's yeah. the B? Bacon? Uh, bacon. Then biscuit should be I. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to memorize it's possible all those. biscuit should have been S. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. No, the I is C? Good. What's C? Uh, C is cheese. Cheese. And therefore, okay. R is croissant. All right. No, that's right. Yeah. But it's anyhow. Possible croissant should have been O. I have to memorize all these recipes and all these keys. And so like basically I you have to you can't make any mistakes. If you make one mistake, you don't get a gold. And like right. what's the point of playing a game if you don't get the gold medal at the end? So like I can't make any mistakes when I play Cook Serve Delicious. It's very, very stressful. And you stream that you said on Twitch? Uh sometimes, yeah. Did you say that or did I just know that? No, I said that you watched me stream it once.
Sometimes I watch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he watches. What have you watched? Oh, boy. I, I have seen Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. I did not see Barbie. Did you talk about Oppenheimer on the last, on the last show? No. I don't, I don't think, think you'd seen it I don't think we had time. I think yeah. I might have talked about wanting to see it. You saw Oppenheimer. I saw Barbie. Yeah, my wife saw Barbie. Yeah. My wife and I uh, did the Barbenheimer double feature. I bought the Oppenheimer and she bought the Barbie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we traded a child. Oh. Yeah, I loved Oppenheimer. I, I, yeah. You know that I'm, in fact, fans of the pod probably know at this point that I'm kind of a Christopher Nolan. Uh, yeah, big Nolan guy over there. Yeah, I'm kind of a big Nolan guy. Yeah. He's not, I, I don't claim to be Nolan's, I'm not like the number one Nolan super fan. No, you're the number one Gore Verbinski Gore super Verbinski fan. Super yeah. fan. I'm probably the preeminent Gore Verbinski super fan in the United States of America. I didn't mm-hmm. know that he directed Mouse Hunt, but who would? That's Why impossible. would you admit that? I knew that. That's why you know that. Yeah. Well, I learned, you know, I'm open to learning things. Okay, cool. But I do like Nolan. I think he makes my favorite movies uh, at the moment, I guess. You know, it used to be Tarantino. He's, he's a little, I wonder how his films are going to hold up over over time. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I've always been hot and cold on Tarantino. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, but I, I know you're always trolling for a Nolan, so. I'm trolling for Nolan. Trolling for a Nolan. Do you mean like, in a, like I'm out trolling for shrimp? What? Is that what you think I'm doing? What what is <laughs> wait, wait, what letter do you think represents shrimp? Obviously M. Mm-mm. P? Nope. It's not S. Nope. Yeah, it's not S. H? Yes, it's H. It was one of the five letters in the word shrimp. I mm-hmm. was thinking that was my analysis. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been bad. I for shrimp. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I as biscuits. Yes, I as biscuits. Obviously. So right. So you're getting good at the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could probably I could probably learn that game, but I'd do poorly at it. Because mm-hmm, ha- you have to do it very fast and you can't make any mistakes. You want to know why I do badly? Uh, why? I think too fast. You go too fast? Yeah, I mash the keys in my hands. Like before the orders came and you mm-hmm. start matching the keys? Definitely before, definitely after. Yeah. The other, the, I would not get the gold star. The game has a great soundtrack too. Yeah? Yeah, the music is really, really good. Is it all Badfinger? Uh, no. It, it uh, It's... I don't have respect. I don't know what to say anymore now. What is it? Is it is a bad company? I don't know. It's not a band I know. It's just music. And it goes like, do, 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 do. I like it. And then there's one song that goes like, making my way downtown. It's really good. I play it on my phone if my phone had a headphone jack. Man, I wish it was the beachy, the beachies, the beachies. beachies. <laughs> I sure love the beachies, the <laughs> beachy boys. The beachy boys. <laughs> Big fan of the beachy boys, dude. I've been seeing Kokomo every day, and I don't know why. I can't stop. You've been seeing it? No, singing. I can't stop. Every day, Kokomo is in my head for a good Aruba, portion. Aruba, Bahama. Yeah, Jamaica. Oh, I want to take you. Yeah, well, somebody. Um... Somebody came into my office and told me they went on some vacation, mm-hmm. went on a cruise or something. Yeah. And they started rattling off the locations and they said, Aruba, Bahamas. Come on, pretty much. And I was like, and I said that. And I, my colleague, uh, her name starts with the letter A, was in my office. Yeah. And she and I both finished the beat, the Beachies song. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I guess they are close together. Uh-huh. Kind of makes that song feel a little less creative. Yeah. Anyway, sing more of it. Okay. Uh, Aruba. Down to the Florida Keys. 
There's a plane. Keep going. Sing. A rumor to make a who I wanna take you to Bermuda. To Largo. Bermuda, Bahama. Come Did you say Bermuda twice? Mama. Key Largo, Montego. Montego, baby, why don't we go down to Cabana. We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where <laughs> there's a picture of the Muppets being displayed. Yeah, in this good, moment, nice. The mm-hmm. um, all right, well, I appreciate you doing that. I don't know if you're gonna leave it in. You don't I, have to. I almost definitely will you, not cut anything out of this episode. You could just cut everything except for me shouting sing. I could. Actually. I could just, like, that's the only thing. Like, when people press play on the episode, it's the intro, and then you go sing, and then it <laughs> And then it cuts to another ad for our, our killer merch. I think people would be like, that's the best episode they've ever put out. I understand we actually do have some sales. Mm-hmm. We, we have-, have sold one shirt. All right. We have a contract. Yes. Our number one fan. Number one fan. Randy bought a shirt. Hey. Yeah. It's Randy. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he overpaid, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I didn't think that we were going to open the bid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently you can. I mean, I don't think it's illegal. No. I mean, we opened the bid at 30 and he just kept upping it. He kept asking. Every, every time we told him a new detail about the merch, he wanted to pay more. It's it's strong strongly suggests he's never attended an auction. Yeah, or uh, like has any concept of of money. It's possible that he is in real trouble. Yeah. He, I mean, honestly, like this this guy might have a a, a problem, like a real monetary issue. But he's not going to have a problem looking good this summer. Oh, he's going to look fantastic in our merch. In our merch. Yeah. Personalized, customized, handcrafted. Yes. Uh handmade. Handmade. Uh, by, by, uh, Trust. yes. In the mines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what it means. You know what it means. It's the, it's the coolest shirt I've ever seen. Yeah. And now because we designed it for Randy, it says number one fan Randy on it. And we realized that we can't change the design back. We built the, we built the, what's the, what do they call it? The, um, mold. Yeah. Yeah. The, the. The the mold. We, built, I only we had built so, the mold. I only had so much cast iron. Yeah. Um. So we're pressing the shirts with cast iron. We coat uh, the cast iron in vinyl and we press it. And now it says uh, Madeline and her attorney watch movies. Trademark. Trademark. You know what it means. Number one fan, Randy. You've already got it wrong, actually. What? That's not what it says. What does it say? It doesn't say Madeline and her attorney watch movies. No, it says the abbreviation. Right, it's the six letters. Yeah, so M A H A Y K Y M N W I M. Yeah, Mawam. Mawam. Yeah, so that's actually what it says. And then it says, you know what it means. I don't know if you guys can picture it at home. I don't know what we're dealing with. I don't know what you're capable of, but I know you want the shirt. Well, you just did you just have a an episode? My <laughs> uh uh what is this? Um my tequila seltzer pineapple onada. Um I took a sip of it and then it sp- and then like I tipped the can back and it splashed out of the can and went right in my eye. Yeah. How's it taste? Good. My eye hurts, but would you sell that? Would you sell that can to me? Yeah. 
I'll start the bidding at $30. Uh, 34. 36. Sold. Here you are. Yes. Enjoy. Here's my half drink. It's almost empty. This is appalling. I demand a refund. No, no can do. I'd like a recount. Should have read the fine print. I'd like a recount then. No, we can't count. My <laughs> education has been suffering. There you go. Yeah, you never finished that degree. You, you got a lot of credits at a lot of different schools. Yeah, a lot of schools. A lot of schools. Yeah, uh, Phoenix University. Uh, What's the next one? I don't know. What are, uh, Widener. That's a real one. Widener. <laughs> yeah. Donald, our our former president is represented by a lawyer that went to Widener University. What 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 did what does Widener specialize in? I don't know. Yeah. What's his sound like it specializes in? <laughs> Widener. You almost got the degree from Widener. Yeah. Uh, you dropped that early. Yeah. To do the to do the episode to do our four hundredth episode. Did you pass the bar? It's a woman. The doctor was a woman. <laughs> Oh, what a terrible, oh my God. This is the episode that will go down in infamy. Yeah, it's when I really. Where the wretched misogyny of Madeline. I mean, I saw Barbie and I loved it. Honestly, Trump's lawyer looks a little bit like Barbie. Really? Yeah. I think her name's Abby Hamas or something. Hmm. That's not That's not right. And that feels like I screwed up. But you see. <laughs> take that out? No. Good. I'm not taking it. I'm not editing this one. Google this it. is going live. This is it. It's going live as we record. I actually am doing this directly to the. What is this? Abu Hamza. That's not. That's not Trump's lawyer. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. That's not. That's not. That's not her. This is too much. No, this is this is this is what people want. They're sitting. Good, good radio, Randy. You're sitting in traffic right now, assuming you can afford a car. Yeah, after you bought that shirt for and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, "Thank you, guys." You really, you really do it. Do you, the little chest bump, point to God, saying, yeah. "This one's for me. This one's for Randy." Yeah, and then God points back and then does the throat slit like sign with his finger. Found this woman. Oh, you found her? Okay. Oh, I should have done this. Her name is Alina Haba. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. When I said Alina Haba? I heard it. There's no one else in the room, is there? No, there's nobody else in the room. There's nobody. Yeah. There's nobody in the room. Well, there's no one else. There's nobody. Who said that? Madeline, do you hear that? No, I don't hear anything. You don't hear anything? Yeah, I haven't heard anything this whole time. Did you hear what I asked you? No. Because you answered the question perfectly. I've been winging it. I'm just going for it, man. You're just I'm really scared right now. You're just saying random stuff? I'm just saying whatever shit comes It was a coincidence? I'm just following my instinct, my intuition. Well, that that, that served you well so far. I know. I've gotten really far. I'm just intuition alone and nothing else. Let's think. The last time we did a podcast, had you traveled to the Finger Lakes? Um, I had, but I don't think we talked about it. You want to talk about it now? No, wait, we did talk about it. Go as fast as you can. Uh, we did talk about it because that's where the loose DVDs came from. You're right. We talked about the loose DVDs. Yeah, but I probably didn't talk about all the vineyards. Did I you touch the to. water? 
What water? Oh, the, well, the yeah. Yeah, we, we rented a-, a You uh, went full Miami Vice. We rented a- Actually, we did. You went speedboating. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I rented a pontoon boat, and we rode the pontoon boat around the lake at about 25 miles an hour. Um, did he put on cool sunglasses? Yes, we both had cool sunglasses on. And I, and like we, so the only boat we could rent and it, it was a lot cheaper than I expected it to be. So we're like, let's just do it was a 10 person boat, but it was just the two of us. So I'm like fully sprawled out on the front of the boat, taking up as much space as I can with a red solo cup full of finger lakes Riesling. And he drove the boat the whole time. And it was just like, yeah, full blown my advice. advice. Who's Don Johnson? Uh, Who is Don Johnson? Okay, here's the thing. Neither of us. <laughs> it's a picture of... Uh, yeah, that's him. That's Don Johnson. That's Horatio Sands of CSI Miami. That's not Horatio Sands. <laughs> oh, wait. Horatio Sands was a... He's now a kind of a canceled comedian. Oh, wait, why is he canceled? Because he used his position at SNL to seduce underage girls to come oh. to the or at least teenagers to come to the cast parties after the show i didn't know about that no, that's sort of a recent discovery oh, that's icky yeah don't like that billy uh no no what's the guy's name um um comedy bang bang yeah what's his name ackerman uh, scott ackerman he yeah. would have he would have horatio sands and um sonic come on to record the open ben schwartz ben schwartz and horatio sands <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, Jean Ralphio would have at least been more. I want you one hundred. You got it in your first guess. Yeah, they came on every every year to record the closing the mailbag mm-hmm. theme song. Yeah, I remember that. And then this year, it was just Ben Schwartz. And yeah. they announced as as is tradition, Ben Schwartz and only Ben Schwartz uh-huh. records the closing up the mailbag theme song. So, Oof. Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's out. Oh yeah. Bad luck. Well, that was Horatio Kane. Horatio Can. Kane. No, it's Kane. Kane. No, it's definitely Kane. Kane. How much of CSI Miami have you watched? Very little. Literally every episode. I have watched them multiple times. I used to rent the CSI Miami discs, the DVDs from Netflix. Cool. Yeah, I'm really cool. I was obsessed with that show. Back at the beginning of Netflix, I watched a lot of Weeds. Uh, okay. I would rent the. DVDs. I never watched Weeds. It's it's a really sharp first season followed by a pretty solid second season, mm-hmm. and I think it's then from that point forward one of the worst TV series ever ever made. Really, and there's, there's like been four some pretty more bad seasons. TV. I've watched a lot of it. Yeah, but the first season of Weeds has a perspective. It's a, like a point of view. Yeah, it's about a um, like a suburban housewife in mm-hmm. this like uh development you know this planned development who starts to sell marijuana because her uh husband dies yeah and so it's the lady breaking bad kind of and it was contemporary breaking bad but it was really about like just the invisibility of these white suburban moms Mm -hmm. you know and so the first season had a point i guess yeah but like by by season three it might have been there might have been three seasons but i think by the end of the second season she has uh, intentionally, uh, like burned down the suburb, uh-huh. the, you know, the development, and she has gone on the lamb. Like, yeah. And so for for the next four or five seasons, it's just something entirely different. Okay. And, and maybe it was still kind of good, but not really. Mm-hmm. It just got pretty so, bad. So here's the thing about CSI Miami from episode one till the final episode, consistent. Yeah, I believe that. Consistently wild, crazy, 
bullshit. I remember watching it one time and they had like security camera footage mm-hmm. and they were yeah, like, found footage. That's can, what got me into it. Can you zoom in on the eyes? Oh my God. Isn't that the best? When the, they do the enhance. And can you, can you show me a reflection in the pupil they of the person? They would see the reflection in the eye and then yeah. be able to find the killer. Oh my God. The shit they did. There's an, uh, it was minority report. Well, like, well, no, and like CSI proper. They did some of that, but not that much. CSI Miami was full blown science fiction. Yeah, there, there's another. There's a movie with Will Smith and Gene Hackman called Enemy, Enemy of, of the, the State. State. Yeah. Enemy of the State rips. It's okay. You probably would think it's pretty goofy. Now. Well, wait, I think I'm thinking of Law Abiding Citizen. That's the one with Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx. Yeah. yeah, very different movie. Yeah, in Enemy of the State, somebody drops like a disc into Will Smith's shopping bag, <laughs> and then the NSA basically state also rules yeah well gene hackman's great it's not as good as law-abiding citizen there's a sequence in that though where uh they have like security camera footage captured by a video recorder inside a victoria's secret and uh the nsa is like can we rotate this image and they and they just rotate the image i'm like well hold on a second why did why did victoria's secret this movie just invented time travel no it's really incredible or they had 360 cameras one or the other yeah Uh, even when i watch it i'm like what? Uh, Enemy of the State is, is Christmas, right? Yeah, he's trying to buy his wife a present. Yeah, it's the mall during Christmas. And he ends up like running in his underwear on yeah. an overpass. Yeah. Citizen has a lot in common with like someone being chased and running. Yeah, I've not, I guess I've not seen that. I guess that's the one where he, he's like a. Yeah, that's, that's a movie that has like. He, he like does time and gets out and plots a revenge scheme against his lawyer. Clyde Shelton is an honorable family man until the day his wife and daughter are murdered in a home invasion. He hopes for justice, but a rising prosecutor prosecutor named Nick Rice cuts a deal with one of the killers in exchange for testimony. And then, yes, uh, Gerard Butler plans revenge against Jamie Foxx. And I didn't realize how much this movie was about legal stuff. And now I'm thinking we should probably do a law-abiding citizen if episode. If you want to, we can. I, I do. I don't need this to become a podcast where I reveal you that I barely went to law school. All but, the time. Yeah, sure. But it's always more fun okay. when we lean into it. Okay. Come on. I have fun. I have fun. Law-abiding like citizen is also batshit. So it's a we Gerard don't, Butler movie. Yeah, and you know and how Gerard I Butler's, feel about him. Yeah, he sort of just lets you. He lets it rip. Yeah, he's my guy. He is your guy. Yeah. What do you think? Have you seen a movie or something? Um, and I saw Barbie, and then I saw Cobweb. Thumb, thumbs up for Bar- Barbie, yeah? Double thumbs. Two thumbs up. Way up? Real good. Yeah, just like a great time at the movies. Yeah, I'd like to see Barbie. Yeah, I, it's fun. It's nice. We'll, it's enriching. We'll probably just grab that when it comes to iTunes or something. Yeah, it's it's worth your time. You will enjoy it very much. It's got a great sense of humor. It's got an absurdist uh, quality to it. And it also is just like an overall healthy message, in my opinion. It's like a um, diet and exercise. Really easy to consume. Like it's it's very it looks great. bright, pretty, and easy. My wife adored it. While also being like intelligent and interesting. Uh, yeah. Oppenheimer might be the loudest movie I've ever seen. Um. So, okay. What have I watched? I watched that and then I saw Cobweb. So Cobweb is a horror movie. Is Emily Blunt in that? No, it's Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Which is why I went to see it, because we all know. Lizzie Kaplan's I, super fan. I have the hots for Lizzie Number Kaplan. One. Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan, very attracted to. to yeah. Yeah. She has, so, a, she has a smoldering sexuality. She's just smoking. Fa- fantastic body. Yeah. Um, gorgeous eyes. 
Okay. Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan and uh, Homelander, Anthony Starr. Yeah. No, I've seen the ad for this. They're, okay. Yeah. Their little boy is like drawing pictures or something. Okay. So they're they're the parents of a kid. And it's like so obvious that this movie was shot in Eastern Europe. Like it, it I don't really know what's going on. So Lionsgate put it out in July. You understand? It's kind of funny? set on Halloween. I get yeah. emails from Lionsgate and I don't know why. It's probably because you had a Lionsgate uh, digital copy of something. And you cashed it in. And in order to do that, you had to give them your email. And now they email you. Well, I was hoping there was something more. No, that's it. More uh, interesting. But you're right. That's got to be it. Yeah. Owning digital movies sucks all around. I wonder if they... Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they're the parents. Their kid starts hearing voices from the wall. Okay. And thinks something is going on in the house. Is there somebody else in the room? I mean, can't say. So I went to see this movie just because it was a horror movie in theaters. Lizzie Kaplan was in it. Anthony Starr was in it. And the first half, I'm like, eh, whatever. It's like clearly from the perspective of a kid. I don't really get when people write movies from the perspective of a kid when like it's adults writing the movie. So it's like, okay, this is the way an adult thinks that a 10-year-old boy would behave and uh, doesn't. It's not, like, compelling in any way whatsoever. And then about halfway through the movie, there's a switch. And it goes crazy. And it really won me over. And it was partially, like, the weirdness of, like, it, it being in a theater. It, I, it was only showing at the AMC Empire, which is a 25-screen theater in Times Square that clearly has bed bugs. It was like everybody in... How clearly? Uh, clearly. You can see them when the lights are on. But when they go off, uh-oh. Um, the why not was, when they're off? Because you can't see the bed bugs. But why not when they're... I mean... They're going to get you. They could get you when the lights are on. Yeah, but you can't, you can't do anything about it when they're off. You can't see them. <laughs> what is your anti-bed bug mechanism? If there's anything I learned from the x-files it's seeing is believing and <laughs> when i can't see so what happens, i do nothing so when they turn the lights off you don't believe they're there anymore correct uh out of sight out of mind i have object permanence issues well, I'm, you, I'm kind of like a dog why do you say uh-oh uh what you said uh-oh yeah what what about everything going on Object right now? Permanence? Just a big uh oh all they the time. They turn the lights and you think everything's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough on me. Oh boy. Okay. Anyhow, so I'm at the AMC Empire in like one of the weird theaters on the top floor. So this theater is like all elevator, like all escalators to different floors. There's 500 people there seeing Barbie. So like the popcorn lines are out of control and I just have to keep going up until I'm at the very top. And it's like a tiny theater. It's like where they also have all the international movies. So there's always like Hong Kong and Indian movies up there. Yeah. And so cobwebs in this little corner theater. The little the, pervert theater. Yeah, the little pervert theater. Like half the people in there are like 80 and coughing the whole time. Dirty pervs. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm getting COVID and bed bugs simultaneously. Do you think up that high, the bed bugs will still travel? Uh, they, those guys are hardy. Um, they're famously not. Bed bugs? Well, they're like, they're, they're just little. Little bugs. They're like little blood capsules. Yeah. They burst. There's, Hold a, on, there's something, a cat on the table, and I think it's on. trying to jump onto the record player. Oh, it did some math in its head, and it changed its mind. Oh, Lottie. Good cat. Okay, so 
it's a movie set on Halloween. I'm watching it in July and halfway through it gets incredibly weird. And it was just such an overall strange experience that like it really won me over. All right. Was she playing with the with yeah? The, she's with trying the to she's trying to change the, the levels. The cat's on the mixer. Put her on the ground. Cat on the mixer, everyone. Yeah, she really got into the. She was like, yeah, she was trying to unplug the plugs. Yeah, she did not care for the levels. <laughs> she's like, I'm getting too much of that. But yeah, there's a lot more violence, gore, weirdo monsters, and black vomit than I thought were going to be in the movie. So Cobweb gets two thumbs up for me. You love Black Vomit. I really do. I yeah. love goo and vomit. Uh, I saw Talk to Me, Australian That's horror the, with movie. the hand, yeah? With the hand, yeah. I'd like to see that. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 It, it leans a little too heavily into like the grief stuff in a way that I think has been trending in horror, but isn't terribly interesting anymore. Yeah. But everything around it's very interesting, especially it was made by kids who came up on YouTube. So, like, I guess they're 30, so maybe they're, like, young millennials, but, like, they clearly understand kind of the Gen Z perspective of phones and, like, how that plays into regular life and also the boredom of being a teen right now. Do you, with, think, it was, do you think it was written by teens? Well, no. I mean, they were... Because you just said you thought the movie about the kid written by adults was, like, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's, like, something when, like... 40 year olds write eight year olds right. but it's another thing when late 20s write early 20s okay. all right yeah we like teens. especially people yeah i guess they are they're in high school so but they're like people who came up on the internet so that's their audience sure yeah i know yeah like that's who perfectly they're, authentic so you have to understand them if you're looking to them for your revenue stream i guess yeah i don't have to understand randy yeah and i guess randy is our main revenue stream <laughs> though admittedly I think I now do understand Randy. Deeply, yeah. Okay. Talk to talk to me is very good. Um and it's scary. And it's just well made. I'm like very interested in being young and under and like kind of understanding that the world is ending. You're interested in that? Yeah. You'd like to be young and know that the world is ending? No. I'm interested in media observing that. You like to watch that. I like to watch it. Sometimes you like to watch. <laughs> Love to watch people realize the world is ending. Did you like the movie Melancholia? Uh, Lars von Trier. God, I'm not sure I've ever seen Melancholia. I never have either. I just know I know that's the premise. I think that's the one I rented from Netflix and kept for three months and then returned. Yeah. Yeah. I, something about that movie's trailer made me think, I think I want to, I think I will fully uh, get it. And also, I don't think I want to watch it. Oh, I want to watch Melancholia. Yeah. Have you watched the one uh, with Steve Carell? What? Um uh, a Lars von Trier movie with no, Steve no, no. Carell? An end of the world movie. See, see, seeking oh, a friend, friend for the end, for the end of, the world. of the world? No, I didn't see that. That's a weird one. Yeah. It's a real tonal, con it's a tonally confusing movie mm -hmm. because the world is ending. Yeah. And they try to make sort of a road trip comedy out of it. That's kind of fun. Well, yeah. Have you seen? But it's like, oh. like sad. Yeah. For, it's, it is the final tally, I think, is that. What a sad movie. <laughs> Have you seen, it's Last Night. I think the director is Don McKellar. He's a Canadian guy. I don't think I know it. I think it's late 90s. And it is a movie set on the last night of Earth. And everybody knows it's the last night of Earth. So it's like, what do different people do? Well, that's kind of like the Steve Carell movie. Yeah, but this one's not a comedy. It's like a kind of indie drama. It's very good. Yeah, I guess it's, I, I feel like the crushing reality of the end of the world would make for very 
I mean, obviously, bleak. I would make people laugh. But it's bleak cinema. Well, yeah, cinema. It's just a. Um, uh, it's just hard to. Um, wait, wait. Can I have? A you want me, you're you're asking me to wait. Can I have a Miller Light? Thank you. Of course. What's mine is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Who are you talking to? No one. There's nobody in the room. There's no one else in the room. No one else in the room. Um, but uh, okay. So yeah, I saw Talk to Me. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a great perspective of like young people who feel pointless and aimless and don't know what to do. Sure. Um, and creating rituals. I just read this book called Negative Space, which I think might be the best book I've read in a long time. Okay. Um, which has a similar perspective. It's three teens. In high school. You love teens. Love teens. Oh, I love teens. Oh, my God. All, it's all teens. Because the other thing I want to talk about is Cruel Summer, which is a teen show teens. on Freeform. <laughs> it's all teens all the time with me. What What's going on? I love teens. That's the shirt you're getting, Randy. I love teens. Number one fan. Where do all the high Randy. school girls hang out? Oh, yeah. That's what it says on the back. Where do all the high school girls hang out? Number one fan. <laughs> We, we do this with love. Um, yeah, I apologize for mentioning you so many times. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just been our number one merch buyer. So yeah, we're having a good time. Well, hey, here's a fun thing. I know you. I know you're in the middle of a yeah uh, an explanation. It's fine. But we did go to on the border. We did. We we went to on the border before we recorded today. Tra- tragically, the uh, the, the last of vestiges of the case to cl- case of club dead. are gone. I did notice though, if you are an on the boards rewards member, you get two dollars off of queso on the border. On the on the boards. On the boards. <laughs> rewards. On the on the boards rewards. Yeah, and when you pointed that out to me, I noticed a few lines down. What did it say? They promised a birthday surprise. And then you asked the server what that what what is a birthday surprise? Yeah, he didn't really know. Thank you so much. Which well, that he goes, pretended not to know. That goes to the depths of the surprise. Mm-hmm. I saw, I think he did know. My question is, do you have to tell them it's your birthday? Or are they going to get me on my birthday because I'm a member? They're going to get you on your birthday. If you put your birthday in the app, they'll just get you. I had to. They made you do it? They made me do it. Oh, my God. They said I had to prove I was an adult. Did you put your uh, social security number in? I did. Oh, my God. No, I shouldn't have. I wonder what the surprise is going to be. They kept asking me stuff. The surprise is you don't exist anymore. That'd be nice. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We deleted you from existence. You've just been erased. There's There's no record of you anymore i was quoting arnold schwarzenegger i know you were you did an the accent and do you, everything do you know the movie um it's eraser? eraser yeah <laughs> what about uh what's the one where there's all the all he shoots his clones? A, at one point he shoots a, a, an alligator and what does he say he taunts the alligator he says your luggage <laughs> yeah why that, not like your, sol- your shoes solid burn alligator <laughs> Yeah, the alligator the definitely got it. He heard it. Yeah, that alligator was just there. Mm-hmm. It, he wasn't an adversary. Yeah. What's what's the one where he has all the clones? The sixth day. I've never seen that. Is that right? Yeah, it is. He oh. doesn't have all the clones. He's clones. He doesn't have them all. How many clones do you got? Well, so the premise of that movie is sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually set in a world. In a world. Where corporations are cloning People that where produce corporations are cloning people that produce income, where your body is owned by somebody else in a sense. So, like Sick. sports teams, I saw this movie. Sports teams 
So in the, I think the movie opens, if I can recall correctly, I think the movie opens with a football game in which somebody is paralyzed mm-hmm. and they take him off the field in an ambulance. And in the ambulance, they kill him. Yo, this movie sounds good. And then the clone emerges <gasps> completely fine. Fuck no. So it's a movie about like... Oh my God. Cloning that is done sort of as an insurance policy against assets that are people. We showed us... So like we do a screening series for Astoria Horror Club at a brewery in Long Island City. And it's really fun. And we showed us and we I do these pre-shows. And so we had like a clone pre-show and I didn't remember this, the six man. So it's not in it. And now I'm upset about it. I had uh, Duel in it, which you should watch Duel. You'd like that a lot. With the the Spielberg movie? The Spielberg. Stephen Spielberg. Von Spielberg. (laughs) No, no, no. It's, um... It's it's Riley Stearns, is that his name? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, is the guy who did uh, The Six Days, a 2000 American science fiction film directed by Roger Spottiswood? I like the way that you were talking about one thing and then started talking about something. Spielberg. Connery worked with Spielberg. Yeah. And I bet that's how he said his name. On what movie? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. What movie? Jaws. <laughs> I love Jaws. I was the shark in Jaws. Terror Train. Wait, who's who's uh who's uh filmography? I'm looking at Roger Spottiswood's filmography. So he made The Sixth Man, and he also made Terror Train, Turner and Hooch, uh, the street cat named Bob. Do you Tomorrow, think that, he made Tomorrow Never Dies. Do you think that was meant to be a streetcar named, like, like a play on a streetcar? Named Desire? Desire? Probably. A street cat named Bob? Oh, that must have been like a direct-to-video piece of shit. I just thought the other day, it was like four months ago probably. No, yeah. I think it might have been shorter. Two That's months ago? the other day. Yeah. yeah. Two months ago. We were driving somewhere and I saw something that indicated, uh, there was like a sign that reflected that a person was legally blind. Mm-hmm. And, and out of the blue, I was like, is that what that movie's about? Is that legally, is legally blonde? A play on Legally, Legally Blind? Blind? Yes. Um, I, it just never occurred to me. It never occurred to me in. either, actually. And now I'm like, that's definitely... It's kind of mean. Yeah, that's definitely what the person who named the movie was like. It's like a play on Legally Blind. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that movie's so iconic that like you don't think of it as well, I never, derivative. I, contemporary, like when it was released, I yeah. saw it in theaters and it never once made sense to me. I'm like, it's too bad about the title. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> And now, too bad. Forty-two years, forty-two years later, I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? That's mean. That's, that's mean in a way I like it. It's weirdly ableist. It's sharp. <laughs> like what they did there. Oh, I see. She's, oh, cruelty. She's as handicapped as the blind. Oh. Okay, so uh, the other thing I've been watching is Cruel Summer. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Okay. So teens. Teens. Uh, so Cruel Summer is a show on Freeform, which is the CW now, I guess. I don't know. Everything about TV has gotten so confusing um, because like network TV isn't a thing for anyone under 50 now, I guess. I don't know. I haven't had cable in years. If you're looking at me for answers, I cut the coordinate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I decided to pay a $1,000 a month to subscribe to every service. Yeah. So it's like Hulu is just like what you would see on ABC and Fox and like a weird, you know, like collaboration of all these other channels. So like you watch shows produced for what used to be 
the CW and it's now Freeform and yeah, like in the same place. It's all bizarre. But anyhow, so Cruel Summer was a show created by the guy who made Easy A. So like he makes like young adult teen products. So season one, I saw the original episode, like the pilot episode at uh at South by Southwest. And then when it finally started airing, I told everybody I knew about it. And I, I made a lot of people watch it because I just wanted to talk about it. It was like one of the best, ex- like, I mean, it's a very grim show, but it's it's really fun and entertaining and twisty. Is it sexy? Mm, depends on what you're into. Uh, as it's kind of about do you, grooming. Do you think it's sexy? No. Good, good save. It's about grooming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about grooming in like a realistic way, not in like the weird, like right wing, like you're a groomer way, but like in a way where it's, you know, a, an older guy and a like young a, you're girl. A, you're and, a groomer way. Yeah. No, you're a groomer. Um, but whatever. Um, I don't want to minimize that because no, you, yeah. it's actually like, it. it's really fascinating. <laughs> okay, groomer. Okay, groomer. Um, this is the worst podcast we've done. Potentially, I think that we should be abbreviating that to PCAST. PCAST. We'll, so save, we'll save data, save time. Worst PCAST we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, well, until now. Until now. <laughs> now we started saving space. Yeah, now that we started saving space, it's better. Better. Yeah. Not okay. the best, but it's better. Anyhow, so Cruel Summer season. So Cruel Summer, the premise is it's one story told in three timelines. Is this is this a continuation of the first season? No, it's a completely different story with the same structure. So in the first season, it's three years. So it's like 96, 97, 98. And so it's around the same time of year. And you're seeing uh, simultaneously different events that build up to the story. So you don't really know like what happened until you've seen the whole picture in three different timelines. It's really good. It's like really smart. It's really interesting. It, it's it's campy to a degree. It like, actually sounds like a Christopher Nolan concept. Kind of, but it's like, like teens. Like that's Dunkirk. Yeah, it's it's Dunkirk. Cruel Summer is Dunkirk for teens. Dunkirk yeah. for teens. And uh, one thing, so I watched that when it was airing, and now I've been really into season two, which the story isn't as uh, riveting as season one. Like it's not as graceful. But it is also, like, really fun and twisty and the characters are good. So, like, while watching season two, I was, like, desperate for the next episode. So I rewatched all of season one. And the thing I realized is I'm in love with Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith. (laughs) Like, I love her. She's so good. (laughs) She's in the first season? Yeah, she's in the first. She's a main character in the first season. No, there's no... No um, repeated characters. Well, it's, it's just the structure. She's just an actress, right? It's, uh, yeah. It's not about her. No, it's not about her. She's just an actress. That uh, that Sarah Paulson keeps showing up in that show on FX. Yeah. American Horror Story, right? Yeah. God, I do feel bad for her because like- Paulson? No. Harley Quinn Smith. Kevin Smith's daughter, who I love. Like, because her name is Harley Quinn and she's like a person with like thoughts and feelings and a personality. It does sound terrible. And she's like saddled with the name that her father thought was cute to give to their baby. Uh, Listen, speaking as a father, Mm -hmm. I have saddled my daughter with a name that I thought was cute to give to a baby. Yeah, but it's also like a good name. It's a cool name. Yeah. Oppenheimer. 
Yeah. Oppen- <laughs> your daughter Oppenheimer. Yeah. Little baby Oppenheimer. Little baby Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Oppenheimer's been really quiet. It's nice. No. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> um that cry to be heard. But but man, like imagine that your your dad named you Harley Quinn. I mean, okay. What an I'm, asshole. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Imagine it. Do, go. We're going. We're, this is a, an improv exercise. Come on. Get there. Oh. Uh, what's my name? Harley Quinn. Ask me a question. What's your name? Alfred. No, no, no. It's Harley uh, Quinn. Just ask me again. What's your name? Uh, I'm Harley Quinn. You got it. Hey, you're, you're in it. You I'm feel like, it. I feel good. You feel okay? Absolutely. You're not mad at your dad? I assume I'm named after Harley Davidson's and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. You are. <laughs> Couldn't be happier. You're definitely not named after a my, joke, I would, joker. I would, I would guess that my legal career is absolutely on fire. Maybe the most significant character in uh, human history, the Joker. Oppenheim. The Joker. The Joker. Well, well, hold on. She's not named after the Joker. Yes. I stand corrected. All right. Is there anything else you want to touch on today? I've watched about eight seasons of ER lately. That's sick. You should all do it. I'm it's gonna on do Hulu. It. No, it's like when I got over here, like we started watching random scenes from ER, and I was so into it. Look, the first five seasons of ER is excellent. The next three are good, and from here, I kind of feel like it. It gets into the. Uh, the business of making television where the yeah. first five seasons are like really about something. Michael Crichton produced it. There's a guy named Christopher Chulak uh-huh. and uh, he was the executive producer all the way through season five or six. Yeah. I think five. Yeah. And then I noticed season, uh, season, well, I need, I noticed that he disappeared. He stopped executive producing ER. And I said, Oh, that's interesting because there is a different vibe uh-huh. after he leaves. And I said, I wonder what he did, because I've never really heard his name. And you figure a guy who was associated with ER would kind of have clout, mm-hmm. you know? And so I looked up what he did, and he's responsible. And the next thing he did after ER was this TV show on TNT called Southland. And oh, I've, I've talked about talked it about on this Southland. podcast. Yeah, you talked about it, I think, I had, the last podcast I had we no did. idea. Yeah. And uh, that is an excellent TV show about, like, cops in L.A., mm-hmm. And it's, but it's not, I mean, I guess everything about cops is propaganda to some yeah, extent. Yeah, you brought it up because I was talking about End of Watch. And, uh, yeah. I, but I have, I would strongly advise people to watch that show. And it has kind of an ER vibe because it's about a few different people mm-hmm. in different, you know, there's, there's guys in the car, there's detectives, there's, you know, like it's about the various, like, sort of different, there's the, 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 uh, the, the squad that's sort of associated with gang investigation mm-hmm. it's an it's a fairly it has moments of real intensity and it's if anything that's a show that just sort of feels sad like southland is a rough show yeah not it doesn't make cops seem like heroes or cool guys mm-hmm. it's just but it does ex, sort of it does sort of explain that there is a there is a black market because the police exist there is this market that and now the police have to exist because they exist they have to continue to exist because it creates this sort of uh Counterforce that pushes back against it. It's very strange. It's an yeah. it, it's an interesting show. Okay, that sounds cool. Southland. So uh and then it and it ended like it, they didn't get the money to get it like the last season. Yeah. So it kind of ends in a 
cliffhanger. Yeah, not a cliffhanger, but it's like it feels like they would have done well with one last yeah one last go. I think a lot about the show that I watched. I think also on the CW when I was young called Popular, and uh, it was two seasons, and the last episode was the character I liked getting hit by a car. And they thought they'd get a third season and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, that was it. It was like the the cute guy got hit by a car and then the show just ended forever. Yeah. And I've always had a hole in my soul because of it. Yeah. yeah. Southland ends with a character who I think was roundly sympathetic mm-hmm. having something terrible happen. Yeah. And I get the, I got the impression there was meant to be a little bit of a, like, we'll, 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 we'll fix this. Yeah. It'll be tough, but this is the end of his sort of journey is going to be re- recovering. Yeah. And it didn't. And so it just ends with this brutal. Oh. It actually ends. It's like, if it was the intended conclusion, it also does work though, which it, but it just like, it feels like they were probably going to give him one last sort of like mm. ride in a yeah. way. But the, to end it the way it does end is like, ah, <laughs> oh no, it's, it's like an ice pick got jabbed into my heart. You got a hole in you that's never going to heal. It's really good. I, yeah. I, I would, if Southland was, and I guess it might be on Hulu. It's a real television episode. It, yeah. yeah. Southland. Okay. So here we go. If you want to watch something that makes uh, cops look like heroes and superheroes and whatever you've said before, um, CSI Miami, the best episode of that show. It like because everyone would have like a cold open, right? And so like the open would be like, huh, what's going on? And like you know you're gonna figure out what the case is from the opening, but Wait, like did you say that again? What? Oh, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? <laughs> um don't make me sing. <laughs> so so there would be like a cold open and it was always kind of like, huh, what's gonna happen? And it was like a minute or two long, but like it would always unfold in a way that didn't seem rational at all and so the best episode is it's a woman i think she's coming out of the obgyn and she's pregnant and she's fighting with her husband and then she gets in her car and they're fighting and then a body falls out of the sky and shatters their windshield and then the whole episode took place in space oh that's good csi miami is the greatest show ever made yeah (laughs) <laughs> did you know that there was a doors not the doors uh yes the doors you know what i love about the doors it's all crazy organ music like they're just going nuts on an organ and they're like that's it is this a bit the doors are in my opinion the most overrated group in history hard to agree and it's because it's just a, a bit it's just, they're just going crazy just on an organ agonizing organ yeah, actually, you know what? I've never, I've never felt like we were friends before. Right now, I know we're friends because this is the end, the only end, my friend. It's like somebody found an organ. Out for the trash, and they're like, "Let's use this." Oh, let's go fucking nuts on this thing. Let's go fucking nuts on. Uh, you know what? Nobody's yeah. ever heard. <laughs> anyway, get the merch. Please buy the merch. We need that. That more than anything. <laughs> we really need that. <laughs>
Or we're gonna play a lot more Doors music. And woo, by play, we mean make with our mouths. Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't want that, don't buy the merch. If you don't want me to make Wait, with my mouth. Quit buying the merch. Wait, I don't know. I've lost the train. Just put a note on the merch order. <laughs> whether or not you want us to make with our mouth Doris music. Spit my beer all over my microphone. Uh-oh. That's going to affect the levels. Please. Put a note on your merch order. Yay or nay. Us, you want to make? <laughs> yeah, it's simple. This is the end. Drive the light on. Oh, no.